When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. And I, like I told Barack, if 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 I reach something where there's a a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. That was Joe Biden. Before the announcement yesterday, his announcement that he had cancer, but Joe Biden doesn't have cancer. He, they tried to walk that back almost immediately. But then came word that Joe Biden, president of the United States of America, has COVID. Now, Joe Biden's had, what, about 150 uh, vaccines and about maybe two or 300 boosters. And yet and still, I'm just kidding. He's only had maybe, I don't, don't know. Don't be rude. But he's had, he's had a bunch of jabs. I'm not being rude. I'm telling the truth. He's been jabbed, and he's been jabbed more than once. And, you know, so what they're going to say, Scott, play that again, just in case. Because we expect them to play. And I, like I told Barack, if, if, if I reach something where there's a, a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Who said that? I'll tell him that I had COVID. And so he has COVID. Uh, there is a contrasting story, and thank you very much to your Royal Highness, uh, Princess Royal Highness, Princess Di, for uh, posting this today on her Twitter feed. Um, it is from Newsbusters, the site, the Newsbusters site, put out by the Media Research Center, and it went through, it's a flashback of the news stories that took place when President Trump had COVID. They picked the top 12 of the many thousands of liberal responses, the news stream, the mainstream media mocked and kicked all over President Trump when he was diagnosed with COVID. It starts with uh, CNN's 
Costas, Anna Cabrera, reckless, negligence, ignorance, regardless. It doesn't change right now where we are, blah, 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 with more than 208,000 Americans dead and the president of the United States now infected. Then you had Jer- Jeremy Diamond on CNN with cracks. Good morning, America. There's so much mocking there. I can't even go through it all because it would take too long. And then you had the Huff Post, Washington Post. President didn't take the pandemic seriously. Had the president treated the pandemic this way, for example, and the, the way that Angela Merkel did in Germany, we could have as few as 40,000 deaths right now. Had we taken this seriously? We didn't take it seriously, largely because the president of the United States didn't take it seriously. (laughs) The president, Trump, was flirting, flirting with Corona. That according to more CNN stuff, like their senior political analyst, John Dickerson, The president has downplayed the virus. He mocked mask wearing as recently as in the debate. And yet the pandemic is relentless. It doesn't care where it goes. And and it keeps that issue right at the center of the campaign. And the president's response to it, which is not something he wants at the center of the campaign, because polls consistently show the country is disappointed with his handling of the issue. they, They tried to rip while he had COVID. This is the mainstream press ripping all over President Trump. That little Brian Stelter over at CNN. What do you see happening in America right now with a country unable to know what to believe about the president's health? He had coronavirus and he got over it. You see anybody saying that about Joe Biden, even though yesterday he claimed to have cancer? And of course, there were the inevitable camp, uh, contributions about, uh, look, here's another one, MSNBC, Rick Tyler. I look at this as a drunk driver who injured himself in a wreck and just killed the oncoming sober driver. Donald Trump has injured himself and injured, and 200,000 people, other drivers, have died due to the coronavirus. So I don't have sympathy for Donald Trump. He put himself in this situation. This is the way the mainstream media ragged all over President Trump when he had coronavirus. And what are Republicans doing today? They're offering prayers for Joe Biden's complete recovery. That's what they're doing. Ted Cruz, some of the most hated Republicans by liberals in this country, are they mocking Joe Biden, who's had multiple uh, vaccinations, who has more insulated than any other president in American history? Are they mocking him? No, they're praying for his recovery. Contrast that to the way Democrats and their media treated President Trump. And again, thank you, Princess Di, for posting that reminder for us today on your Twitter feed. It's Christmas in July, folks. Well, not really. But 77 WABC and the Staten Island Ferry Hawks are giving 77 WABC listeners a chance to win a pair of tickets for the Ferry Hawks game on July 30th versus 
the Lancaster Barnstormers. Right now, if you pick up the phone and you are the seventh caller to 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, you will have yourself a pair of tickets for the July 30th Ferry Hawks game. Be the seventh caller right now, 800-848-9222. Pair of tickets are yours. Plus, prior to the Ferry Hawks game on the 30th, 77 WABC is going to take on the New York Police Department in a softball game, and one of the lucky ticket holders, winners, will be randomly selected to be the first base coach for Team 77 WABC. It's all part of Staten Island Ferry Hawks celebrating 77 WABC and the New York Police Department on July 30th. Let's play ball. And remember, there's a post-game fireworks show. You're going to want to be there. So, seventh caller. Right now, 800-848-WABC. You grab the tickets. Speaking of CNN, they're trying desperately over at CNN to improve their ratings, apparently. And you know what they're going to do? <laughs> These people amaze me. They're going to raid MSNBC. They're going to they're gonna raid another network that doesn't have any viewers in order to increase their ratings. So apparently they're trying to get the Joe and Mika show. Uh, that would be uh, Joe Scarborough, who in the 90s used to call himself a conservative. And then he went over to uh, MSNBC and he got whipped by, well, he went over to MSNBC. He was married to somebody else then. And they put him on a show with Mika, and next thing you know, well, you know, Things happen, and uh, now he's married to Mika. So uh, anyway, they're trying to get the Mika and Joe show over at CNN, apparently, in hopes that that low-rated show on that low-rated network would do better than CNN's low-rated shows on that low-rated network. So it ought, to, it ought to be fun. I mean, I don't know anybody that would watch it, but, I, you know, inside Washington liberals watch um, watch Joe and Mika, so maybe they'll get three or four listeners over there with that. And 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 I wish them the very best. I don't wish anybody bad. I wish them the very best. I hope they do well. If they make it over to CNN, I hope their show's a success and that they do very well with it. Um, may I have the attention of all of my Taconian friends, please? Please listen, Taconians of the world. Uh, if you don't know who the Taconians are, let me briefly tell you, remember what Jill Biden said, that Hispanics are as diversified as breakfast tacos. So from there, we have now the new Taconian nation. And I would like for all of my fellow Taconians, I'm an honorary Taconian, I'd like all of my, fr- my, 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 my fellow Taconians to please listen to this next story. Uh, I, if it doesn't get you at first, you may understand it first. If not, I'll explain to you. I'll explain uh, the, the House of Representatives yesterday passed a bill to codify contraception rights. This came after, after Justice Thomas intimated that he'd like to take a look at some of the other cases that were passed through the Supreme Court with the flawed logic that Roe versus Wade was. Now, <clears throat> 
The House on uh, Thursday, that'll be today, passed legislation to codify access to contraception nationwide, moving over almost unanimous Republican opposition to protect a right that is regarded as newly under threat after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. The measure is almost to fail in the evenly divided Senate where most Republicans are also likely to be opposed, but it did pass the House 228 to 195 with eight Republicans joining Democrats in support. Now, usually when Democrats join Republican, uh, when Democrats are joined by Republicans, I'll point out who those Republicans are. We need to keep note, but this time, yeah, let it go. It was a far different result just days earlier when Democrats forced a vote on legislation to enact federal protections for same-sex marriages. That drew 47 Republicans. 47. So, why am I asking for my fellow Taconians to pay attention to this story? Because the Democrats have not done a damn thing about DACA. You see, this passed... How long ago was it that Roe v. Wade was passed? Less than a month ago? A month ago? And here we are. They're like, oh my goodness, we've got problems. Let's get something passed right now. They didn't hesitate. They didn't take three, four, five years to do this. They didn't take eight years to do this. They didn't take 10 years to do it. They immediately went, crafted a measure, and voted on it. They have been telling, the Democrat Party has been telling you my dear Hispanic, Latinx, for those of you who use that progressive designation, they've been telling you for years that the, the dreamers, oh, yeah, these poor dreamers, they were brought over here by their parents. They didn't know that they were brought, being brought over to the United States illegally. We have to protect them. And the Democrats have been saying for years they would protect you. Not one bill, not one bill to protect Hispanic dreamers. Why? Because they never meant it. They lied to you. They lied to you during the Obama administration. They passed health care. They didn't pass anything about immigration. They lied to you all through the Trump years. They said they were going to take care of you and the dreamers during the Trump years. They didn't do it. Here we are almost at the end of up to coming up to the midterms, the midterm point of the Biden administration. The Democrats own the House of Representatives. The Democrats own the Senate. And the Democrats own the White House. They don't need Republicans to do this. They could have passed, if every Democrat voted for it, they could have passed and got signed into law a measure to protect the dreamers. They didn't. They don't care about the dreamers. They don't care about Hispanics. It is all a show. They do the same thing to black people, by the way. But this will show you who they do care about, what constituents they, when it comes to anything dealing with sexual matters, gender, the homosexual lobby, or whatever, they will vote on that in a heartbeat. Everybody else, you can kiss their fannies. They don't care. This is Bo Sterling's Rush Hour. We're coming back. WABC, again, if you want to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC. Back right after this. You're killing me, Smalls. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
WABC Talk Radio 77. Beyonce and Mr. Z, Mr. and Mrs. Z bring us back here. And I asked specifically if we could hear from Mr. Z, because Mr. Z is indirectly involved in a lawsuit. Yeah, indirectly. He's not directly involved in this, meaning he's not the one being sued. But one of President Donald Trump's go-to lawyers once called New York Attorney General that black biatch and has sung rap songs with the N-word in the office. That's what a new lawsuit says. The lawsuit was filed by CIA something, Nasia Drayton. She claims that one of President Trump's, former President Trump's attorneys, New Jersey-based attorney, Alina Haba, said, I hate that black biatch. After she suffered a legal defeat to New York Attorney General Letitia James in April, this was that business about uh, holding Donald Trump in contempt of court and paying the fine with over financial records. That has now been resolved, by the way. Now, Ms. Haba, the attorney, is set to represent former president and Trump organization next week, again with Letitia James. But the lawsuit by Nasiai Drayton says that she was the only black employee at the Haba and Associates firm there. She started working for her before the previous suit at a a previous law firm. Anyway, so they had history. On January 26th of this year, the suit says that Haba and her partner played and loudly sang several songs in the office with sexually explicit lyrics that Ms. Drayton said were felt both racially of racially offensive and sexually inappropriate within the office setting. Among those songs were DMX's Rough Riders Anthem, Kanye West and Jay-Z's In, that would be the N-word. Can I say it? I'm black. I can say it. I'm going to say it. It's part of a news story. Okay. okay. What do you mean, oh boy? I, look. Don't be rude. I'm going. This is part of a news story. This is not James Golden Bosterney making a quote. It is not a good. news. It's a news story. Not good. Among the songs that were played in the office were DMX Rough Riders Anthem, 
Now, I have no idea what the Rough Riders anthem is about, but I think I might be able to guess. And a song by two American heroes, Kanye West. Wasn't Jay-Z, and, and didn't Obama and, and First Lady uh, Michelle Obama, Obama bring the Z's, uh, Jay-Z and his wife Beyonce Z, to the White House to perform during their tenure in office? Weren't they at the White House? Yeah, it's, I'll say it if Mr. Z and his wife were at the White House. Then we'll go with the title. How's that? Because that means that they have been approved by the highest, you know, black folks in America. In fact, the highest ranking black folks in the world. So if Yeah, it looks like on March 30th, 2015, there's a story about it in the Washington Post. Yep. What What does the headline say? What now, is you, now you can see who visited the White House with Jay-Z. Spoiler, Beyonce. And it's from March 30th, 2015. Okay, so they were in the White House. Okay, I'm doing the story. Oh, All right, here we go. Daily That's Mail good. today. Among those songs were DMX's Rough Riders Don't anthem, Kanye West and Jay-Z's Nigger in Paris, and Lil Wayne's Rich Ass F. No, I can't go with the F thing, okay? And Lil Wayne, he's not on the approved list. Okay, but certainly Jay-Z's on the approved list. So among the songs, again, that DMX that were played in the office, this woman's suing about, the Rough Riders anthem, Kanye West and Jay-Z's Nigger in Paris, and Lil Wayne's Rich Ass F. On at, least one, on at least one occasion, the lawsuit states, ABBA and the other employees would call her out as they sang, suggesting they were singing for her. Every time Hobbes sang the N-word, the lawsuit claims, Drayton felt demeaned and violated. And the songs that portrayed women as objects of male sexual gratification made her feel humiliated, embarrassed, and uncomfortable in the office. So that's what the lawsuit is about. By the way, long story short, the, the lawyer says here, look, I'm a minority myself. What is all this crap? Okay, I'm not being prejudiced. So, this brings a question to you guys. <laughs> it's a question. We have the highest ranking black people in the world, Michelle Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, had Mr. Z and Mrs. Z in the White House, right? They're all like the hoo-hoo, the she-she, the, 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 the foo-foo of the upper, 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 upper class black people in the world. Mr. and Mrs. Jay-Z, both billionaires, by the way. They're both billionaires in their own right. So, if it's okay for Mr. Z and Mrs. Z to put out music, and, and, and uh, who else, this little Wayne person, and... DMX, if they can all put out music like this and the music is accepted as part of popular culture, why can't people play the music in their office without being sued for so allegedly hurting someone else's feelings? I mean, after all, and what's wrong with the N-word? If it's okay for certain black people to say, like the upper, upper, upper class black people in America who can still get invited to the White House after they say it, why why can't anyone else say it? It's just a word, isn't it? I mean, after all, I want to know 
who that in in Paris was. James Golden, Bo's nearly. <laughs> I'm not signing off. <laughs> this is legitimate questions on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back right after this. You're fired. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. To the woodshed over this last segment here. I mean, I'm inquisitive. This gets somebody a billion dollars? How is this worth a billion dollars? Obama liked it. That's true. He did make it into the White House. Yeah, okay, enough of that. Enough of that. I can't handle it anymore. It hurts my ears. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I'm being taken over the words. Look, this is degrading. It's an insult to those of us who respect ourselves. And how we are viewed. I Look, I didn't mean to offend you. I apologize if you're offended. Anyone that was offended, I was reading the news story. The news story said that Jay-Z and Kanye West had this, this song called In, the N-word in Paris. I want to know who it is. And apparently there is an explanation on YouTube about it, whoever that in in Paris is. Well, you know, because Gershwin, which I love, an American in Paris is an iconic song for the ages, an American in Paris. In fact, I listened to that a few weeks ago. I listened to Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue and an American in Paris a few weeks ago. I love those songs. Is it pretty similar to what Jay-Z does? I don't think so. But anyway, this lawsuit says this woman, this black woman feels degraded listening to this rap stuff. And look, not just black people play rap. You know, it's not, not, not people, rap is supposed to, these companies make millions of dollars with this stuff. So if, if these rappers can throw the N-word all over the place, then why isn't it okay for people to, to play the songs? All right, let's move on from that. And again, I, apologies if I, you know, said anything that wrinkled you. Especially you ends in Paris, if you happen to be listening. <laughs> Uh, lawmakers are seeking to rescind. Now, this doesn't happen in America that often. When you get the Medal of Honor, and you know the Medal of Honor is awarded to members of our military. It is the highest award for valor in the United States and has been. Well, lawmakers, ladies and gentlemen, you may want to sit down for this one. Lawmakers in the House of Representatives have made a move to posthumously 
rescind medals of honor awarded to United States soldiers who participated in the 1890 Wounded Knee Massacre. 250 Native Americans, mostly women and children, were killed at Wounded Knee. And right now, part of the legislation that was signed, and I'm trying to see which bill it was in, the Democrats apparently snuck this in a bill. It was in the uh, 2023 Defense Policy Bill. That's what they did. They put it in the bill that they want to rescind the Medals of Honor to United States military people, that 20 soldiers in the 7th U.S. Cavalry were granted, were given, awarded the Medal of Honor in the December 29, 1890 massacre on South Dakota's Pine Ridge Indian Reservation near Wounded Knee Creek. And now <clears throat> Democrats are saying, uh-uh, you're dead. You've, you've been dead for, for all this time, but we're taking those medals of honor back. Now, of course, you know, the 7th Cavalry got toasted at the Little Bighorn. They didn't make it out of Little Bighorn. So the 7th Cavalry has an, has a history in America that is pretty unique. Of course, we don't... So what do you think about that? Do you think that um, that's something that we should be doing this current... With all the other things, this is something we should be doing, going back and rescinding the Medal of Honor that was awarded to soldiers in battle. Interesting. Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker, says that her husband never made stock purchases based on information that she gave him. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right, sure. Anything you say, Nancy. Anything you say. Dave Chappelle, Minneapolis. Just before the curtain was supposed to come up, this venue, the First Avenue, it's a music venue, a bunch of triggered liberals demanded that they cancel Chappelle. They did, just a few hours before the concert. Chappelle got canceled. Now, he moved the show over to a nearby theater, the Varsity Theater, and uh, the show went on. The this uh, this 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 is in Bizpack today today today. The um, staff to the staff artists in our community, we hear you and we're sorry. We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards, and we know we let you down. We are not just a black box with people in it. We understand that the fir- that First Avenue is not just a room, but meaningful beyond our walls. That's what they said as they canceled Dave Chappelle. Show went on anyway. Chappelle apparently made fun of the quote-unquote transgender lunatics and slammed this place, First Avenue, for not having more courage to, uh, to keep the doors open. Uh, this whole um, uh, Chappelle thing, I saw the series on Netflix. 
And I, if anybody really watches this special, I find it hard to, I don't want to ever uh, spoiler with it. But if you watch the entire special, I find it ridiculous that anyone could accuse Chappelle of being transphobic. He really does explain what he's doing and why. Meanwhile, let's head to the telephones, and we will start with Susan in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, Susan. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Sterlius, Rush Hour. Hi there. Yes, James. I'm taking a break from hardcore politics and policies. I had the um, fortunate experience uh, to meet Ivana Trump um, in 2015, um, I was a sales associate at Roberta Cavalli at 65th and Madison, uh, where a lot of rich and famous people shopped. And um, usually they had stylists come in, and believe me, they weren't always that gracious to us lowly, you know, servants. Um, but Ivana came in one day. Um, luckily, I was it was just my up, and she came in, you know, by herself, very, fairly, you know, casual, but. I can just say and vouch for the many people who have said how down to earth and just kind she was. Um, and maybe she also saw in me, like, you know, I was a go-getter and that she saw that I was, you know, there to serve and, you know, assist. And um, then she had some minor tailoring done on the garments that she bought. And uh, she gave me her cell phone number and asked if I could drop them off at her townhouse block and a half away and um so i was lucky because i got to go inside her foyer there it was like a little oval foyer and there was some kind of like a circular uh or or maybe just like a curved staircase if i remember correctly and she came down um you know she was like in a pink fluffy robe and slippers and very warm she gave me her cell phone number uh, she's like, you know, just text me if you have anything you think I might like. Just, you know, she she really was the real the real deal, and wow. I just want to like vouch for that. Well, Susan, what a wonderful experience, and thank you, of course, Ivana Trump laid to rest. We have another caller wants to talk briefly about Ivana, and that would be thank you, Susan Mike in Middlesex, New Jersey. Mike, welcome. You're on Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been keeping track of the news media, haven't seen it, haven't heard anything from Mr. Biden or Jill Biden offering their condolences to the Trump three children or Donald Trump on the death of Ivana. And I'm just wondering if I missed something. Well, we'll have to double check that. But, you know, Joe's a little bit busy if he didn't, it's an oversight. Both he and Dr. Jill, I'm sure Dr. Jill has been really busy treating Joe Biden's cancer and then the, his COVID. Uh, so you have to, if they didn't, just, you know, don't hold it against them. They've been a little busy. A lot of illness going on right now in that Biden family. Uh, James Golden, both celebrities Rush Hour, resumes right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, the Eagles bring us back. There's a change of pace. 
on WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, catch it night up next it's after this show. Let's go to Jeremiah in Queens, New York. Jeremiah, you're on Bo Snerder's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, that topic that you just brought up with the uh, wounded knee, what was it? They took, they want to take back the medals that they gave these murderers, rapists, child mm-hmm. molesters that killed uh, the Native Americans. Oh, you bet. Oh, because of this atmosphere, what difference does it make? Yes, if they, can, if they can do it. Oh, absolutely. That's beautiful. That, that rings my heart. As well as take out all the Christopher Culo Colones, El Culo, El Gran Culo Cristo, Cristobal Colón statues. Take them all off. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Take off all the Cristo Colón statues. What are you? What are you talking about here, Jim? I'm pretending I don't you know. know, you don't know Cristobal I'm pretending Colón. I don't know. I just want you to explain oh, it to everybody. Oh, okay. You're being sarcastic. Oh, you're yeah. being sarcastic. Okay, I yes. get you. Well, okay, go. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think it would be great. It is. I'm sorry, but it has to be done. Who else's statues do you? Who, who else's statues do you want taken out? And who else should we take back the Medal of Honor from? I, don't I mean, know. we you can't stop there. Give me, some, give, me some, give me some names, and I'll tell you. I mean, look, if we're going to sanitize history, sanitize all of it, right? All right, so give me some names, and I'll tell you. Who I'm, who I'm not the one that wants to sanitize history. You are. That. I don't want to. You, you're happy. Okay. How about we remove every statue of every founding father in America? I, I, I like John Adams. I think Adams was good. And son, Quincy Adams was good. Okay. But so we keep about, the. We keep about the, Washington, Jefferson, all these other knuckleheads? Hell no. Hell yeah. Hell Okay. Yeah. So get rid of Jefferson. Get rid of Washington. Uh, how about Robert E. Lee? Like I said, you're going to tell, like, Patrick Henry's good. John Hancock is good. John Adams I like very much, very much. Probably my favorite pre- one of my What do we do with George Mason? George Mason. How about Benjamin uh, Franklin? What about Benjamin Franklin? Oh, hell, oh, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, hell yeah. He's on the top of the list. He's known to be a stone racist. He hated Native Americans. You know, one thing I don't like about Abraham Lincoln, even though I like the man, he hated Native Americans because his his grandfather fought the uh, the Native Americans in Kentucky, and his grandfather got killed. Uh-huh. So we should get rid of Lincoln. So so racist. so then we should tear oh, down that? the Lincoln Memorial, huh? No, I said no. I like Lincoln. No, I like Lincoln. I Wait, so you have a one, double standard? That's one thing I don't like about him. So no, so I, I it's okay. Lincoln, Lincoln's okay. Jeremiah, I just want to get this straight. It, you have a double standard. If they only hated the Native Americans, it's okay. We can honor them. But if they hated both the Native Americans and the blacks, then we got to get rid of them. That's your standard here? Why not? Okay. What about if they hated Jews? Should we get rid of them too? Well, uh, which Jews are we talking about? Are you talking about what, does Jews it matter? Does it matter? Does it matter? If they hated Jewish people, if they hated Jewish people, should talking about okay. what are you talking about it does matter what do you mean i'm talking well, about you didn't make a differentiation people. between the blacks or the native americans why are you going to make a differentiation between the jews i think we got a little bit of you showing here but anyway okay jeremiah look i appreciate your call as always man it was good to hear from you even though i profoundly disagree with a 
a lot of things that you say. I always love hearing from you, Jeremiah, so call back, okay? James Golden, a.k.a. Boss Nerdly here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Uh, let us go to uh, Pammy in Fairfield, Connecticut. How are you, Pammy? Hi. Hi, Bose. I'm great. It's Fairfield, Jersey, uh, not Connecticut. Oh, I'm and sorry. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's okay. I can't believe I finally got on. I love you so much. I listen to you every day going home, and you always teach me something. I am a proud Republican mama in suburban New Jersey. I have a little business of my own that I do. Um, I'm the only one in my family that's Republican during the pandemic. I you know, was home, and I started watching Fox News with Dana Perino, and I really loved her, and then I watched The Five, and it went from there, and I just started learning and learning and learning. And I'm trying to find my way in the Republican Party. Like, I want to, you know, I want to volunteer. I want to do something. But most of all, I just don't want to be made to feel like I'm a crazy person. Well, you are not crazy for believing in the things that America is all about. Freedom, about liberty, about having the ability to uh, do for yourself and to do for yourself without a lot of government interference. And those are the things mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. typically Republicans stand for. Many still do. Some don't. Um, and then when you look at what President Trump brought to the table, of course, uh, the idea that we should get our borders back under control, that we should unleash absolutely. prosperity for everybody, those are things that we all can be proud of. So um, I know, here's... My question is, mm-hmm. how can, like, okay, so here we are on this side, half the country, the other half, the Democrats, they, they got him in office. How could they, I just don't understand why they don't see what we're saying. And I get about the lying and all that, but like I was saying, um, like within my own family, I can't even talk to my sister anymore. I can't even talk to her. They all seem to hate me. Now I have a nephew that's becoming a niece, and they hate me just because I watch Fox News and they think I have a, totally different but that's a whole nother story well it's not because see this is look hatred is what is animating the left at the moment and Mm -hmm. you have to if you're gonna you have to work through this because this is if you think about it the entire case against donald trump doesn't swirl from policy it swirls from hatred they hated this man from the very beginning and right now when you mention his name some of them still have this derangement this, this Trump derangement syndrome was real. They cannot name his accomplishments, even though they live through them. They live through the, the economy turning around under Donald Trump. They live through the prosperity that he brought. They live through the safety that he brought by increasing the border. They can never give him credit for anything. In fact, the moment he mentioned hydroxychloroquine, all of a sudden you had this international war and you had fake studies that came out to try to prove him wrong. All of that stuff is driven by hate. Now, when you have people that hate, there's not anything that you can do to show them a better way except to treat them with love and with kindness. That may not do it for a lot of people, but at least, at least you're not going to make the situation worse. People have to find their own way. If people want to be consumed with hatred, there's nothing you can do about that. This is the life that they're choosing. But one thing that you can do is make sure that you keep your head high by defending the things 
that you know are right by being a righteous person yourself to the extent that you can. Look, we are all in need of mercy. We are all flawed individuals. We all, all of us, are in such need of divine intervention and mercy in our lives. But the best thing that we can do is try. Try to become the best person that we can. Try to approach life with a forgiving heart when it's possible. And just hope for the best and enjoy your life. And I'm glad that you have found your way to the Republican side. I tend to call myself a conservative more than a Republican. But that's a story for another day. I am so glad that you are in the audience, Pammy, and I hope to hear from you uh, many times in the future. Very quickly, Francis in the Bronx, you've been holding. Hi, Francis. Quickly, what is your question? Yes, uh, good afternoon, uh, <laughs> Mr. Gold. Uh, are you aware of a film done in 1932, W.C. Films? It's the only time I ever heard Schnurdly. His name was in a cabin in the Yukon. Are you aware of the film? I am not aware of the film. Which nerdly was named back then? It it was a W.C. film, W.C. film, uh, film done in 1932 called A Fatal Glass of Beer, about a man up in the Yukon buried in a cabin with his wife, and uh, he was milking elks out. But every time he opened the door, he got a fistful of snow. He said, it's not a fit night out for man or beast. I almost fell on the floor when I saw it at 19 years old. Wow, okay. And his, his name was Snurdly, huh? But his name was Snurdly. Well, so I'm, almost trying, I'm trying to ask, did, did, your, did that name come from that, that, that film clip? We're going to have to go to, uh, we're gonna have to go to Ancestry DNA, uh, the Ancestry site, and see whether there's similar DNA, DNA for that guy. That's the only way we're going to figure this out. We're back tomorrow for both Snurdly's Rush Hour, our Friday show. Princess Di will join us tomorrow. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you to all the inns in Paris. Um, yes. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families, especially those of you that are really trying hard every single day to make it. And it, we know how tough it can be. We'll be here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. You're killing me, Smalls.